attachment is contact. When a child is born, a child has two needs. The first need is for attachment. An attachment is contact, connection, love. Uh, without that, the human child does not survive. Any, any mammalian child or even an avian child doesn't survive. So that as soon as you get past the level of reptiles, the reptile is, is hatched. The mother's long gone by then, and the reptile infant either lives or dies. But there's no attachment to a parenting figure. As soon as you get to the level of birds now, the baby bird has to be a, have an attachment with the parents. The parents have to be attached to the baby. Otherwise, the infant simply does not survive. Mammalians even more so, and most so the human, because we're the least developed, the least mature, with the least developed brains, and the most dependent for the longest period of time of any creature in the universe. So our attachment needs are enormous, and they remain important throughout lifetime because we have to have attachments to form societies, social groups, without which we don't survive. So attachment is a huge need. We have to connect, belong, be loved by, and love. That's just a basic human need. But we have another need as well, which is for authenticity. Authenticity is the capacity, as I said earlier, to uh, know what we feel, to be in touch with our bodies, and to be able to express who we are and manifest who we are in our activities and in our relationships. Now, why is that? Well, think of a human being in the evolutionary period who's not in touch with their body and their gut feelings. How long do they survive out there in the wild? So authenticity is another huge survival need. Great. So far, so good. But what happens to a child where the attachment need is not compatible with the need for authenticity? In other words, if I'm authentic, my parents will reject me. If I feel what I feel and express what I feel and insist on my own truth, my parents can't handle it. And parents convey those messages unconsciously all the time. Not because they mean to, not because they don't love the child, not because they're not trying to do their best, but because they themselves are suppressed or traumatized or hurt or stressed. So I convey that message many times to my children, believe me, without any conscious desire to do so. In fact, it was the very opposite of what I wished to convey. But that they're not acceptable the way they are with their emotions the way they are, that's the message my kids got when they were small. And most children get that in our society. Now, what does a child do with that? Well, if I give up my attachment for the sake of authenticity, I lose my relationships on which my life depends. Therefore, there's no question. What becomes suppressed is our authenticity, our emotions. And then we become 25 and 30 or 35, 40, and we don't know who we are. And somebody asks us, what do you feel? You say, I have no idea. And how many times we've all had the experience of having an inkling of a strong gut feeling, but we're ignoring it? We're ignoring it and we get into trouble. Well, that tells us what happened. What happened was that at some point we found out it was too costly for our attachment relationships to be in touch with our gut feelings. So then it becomes our first, not our first nature, but our second nature to suppress our feelings, to lose touch with ourselves and to suppress our gut feelings. And then we pay the cost later on in the form of addictions, mental illness, or any range of physical illnesses. But it all began with this tragic conflict that children should never be confronted with, but are all the time, between authenticity on the one hand and attachment on the other. 
and even as adults, so many people are suffering because they want to be themselves, but they're afraid to be because they know, or at least they fear that if they're themselves, they're going to lose important attachment relationships in their life. So that was the incredibly accurate Gabor Mate, who I'm sure lots of people who have looked into trauma at all have have found. And I love the sh- like the simplicity, the fact that he can boil down authenticity and attachment that clearly right there, because that's the battle that we're all fighting between authenticity and attachment, between the need to belong and the need to be totally authentic. And if you want to learn a little bit more about this, go back to a previous episode. It's actually before season one, which is about family constellations. And it has, it's most of, most of it is a podcast by Aaron and Jack Sanford, who are relationship coaches. And they, they go into that topic of how your sense of belonging in your family system affects your individual life. But the thing I want to read a little bit from a blog by Teal Swan that says, it's, a, it's called the catch-up effect, the real reason we fear change. But that's not the part that I'm going to focus on. Um, what I'm going to read is more about the attachment, attachment section. So it says separation from someone you are attached to creates terror for you as a physical human. And, um, we all know that feeling of, of terror. And it's the, it's that very feeling of terror that's between us and our authenticity actually. So... Oh, that's why this is is about why we really fear change. Okay, so she talks a little bit about how we all carry a certain vibration in us. And if we are to change our vibration, we'll also change the, we'll risk not being a match to the people that we are currently matched to or bonded with in our current vibration. So something that keeps us from moving towards being authentic and being happier and being more ourselves is we run the risk of losing people. It says we run the risk of losing our connection. This triggers our attachment-based self-preservation system. We would rather preserve our connection at all costs rather than become isolated, which is the number one worst fear for the physical human. It is a torture that far exceeds death. We would rather preserve our connection even if it means dropping anchor in the stream of expansion and staying stuck where we are in excruciating pain. Um, The uncertainty that makes us capable of making change is the uncertainty of whether or not the people and things we are bonded with and attached to will be lost to us as a result of making the change. Take a look at the story you are telling yourself about the change you are afraid to make and see how at the deepest root of it, it is in fact the fear of loss of connection and separation. It says, for example, you may come from a background of poverty and you may not be making the changes to create wealth in your life. You may tell yourself that you are afraid of success, but is that really true? Or is it that you fear that by becoming successful, you are going to be shunned by your family who has put down rich people all their life and made rich people not one of them? Or you may be afraid to make the change to your life to come out to your parents as gay because you fear they will reject you 
or you may be afraid to move to a different city because someone in your family needs you. By moving, you will feel guilty and bad because being bad in your childhood led to punishments like timeouts, which is disconnection. And you are convinced that by that moving means losing your connection with them. And it says, I call this the catch-up effect. I call it this because anytime you make a change for better that increases your vibration and causes you to expand, the things and people in your life must play catch-up for you to stay a match to each other vibrationally. Luckily, because expansion is in the best interest of all beings and because by loving them, you want to stay connected, the universe brings every opportunity to those things and the people to make the shift with you. The universe does this kind of in kind ways, but also in violent ways. In other words, you're going with the current of your own expansion. It turns the fire up on the expansion of the people around you. And it says, a while back, I was in the middle of a deep healing process, and I got to a point where I could feel this process was about to change my entire vibration and my entire perspective on life and also my boundaries. I could feel that I was shifting in a way that would make me no longer a match to the relationship I was in in its current form, and I was so afraid that if it of it that I went numb and couldn't make myself continue with the process I was engaged in. I knew that by continuing, I was making a conscious decision to risk disconnection with my partner. I had to deal with that fear first before continuing. I had to become okay to potentially lose the connection so as to continue with the current of my own expansion. Fortunately, I was in a relationship with a man who was equally committed to growth and health, and so when the terror came up, he essentially gave me permission to shift, even if it made our connection and our current state less secure. He later shifted with me. But I have had plenty of relationships where shifting meant losing the relationship in the physical dimension. I tell you this story to illustrate just how intense this fear is for all of us. So I could go on, but um, I just wanted to have a little episode to acknowledge the intensity of the fear between um, authenticity and belonging and connection. Because all, all of our fear and all of our pain is really about separation. And this isn't a problem that we can tie up with a little bow and say, and deal with very cleanly. If you go back to that episode with um, Jacqueline and Aaron, they start getting into um, the dynamic of the interplay between your own personal expansion and also your sense of belonging. But this is a very complicated complicated issue but ultimately it all I think can be brought back to the more present and conscious the you are as a person the less you'll be running unconscious unconsciously no matter what this is in your life the less you'll be avoiding avoiding things, the more you'll be able to um, confront these conflicts between authenticity and, um, and belonging, the more you'll be able to, like, the more you're, you have a bunch of avoidance coping mechanisms, the less capable you are of even knowing your authenticity, so then the whole process can't even start. So that's step number one.